Hey listeners, you're tuning in to a podcast about kids in the hall that easily veers off into mature subject matter and includes a whole heck of a lot of swearing. Enjoy the show, eh? Lena, move your fucking cursor. I can't oh, read my notes. Sorry. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Kip and Tell, a group chat that's been polluting my notification for two straight years. <laughs> we'll be reviewing every episode with witty banter, unmissable segments like kids say the fucking darndest things, and why don't you trust me, baby? <laughs> I'm Stuart DC in Vancouver, BC, and I'm joined by Kalina McCordoff in London, England. Hey, yo. Hans Seidemann in Prince Rupert. Sup? <laughs> and Trevor Record in Vancouver, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be our new recurring bit. We're all thwomps here. Everybody's a thwomp. Uh, today we'll be reviewing episodes... I swear to God, move your fucking cursor. That's not we'll me. Mine's down here. Episodes. That's Hans. <laughs> all of you. You're a, bunch of, you're a bunch of imps. I'm a villain. We'll be reviewing episode seven of season two, which aired on November 6, 1990. Let's kick off with our sketch rundown. This week we've got... The Lady is a Tramp, yes. an oblivious old-timey Dave romance as a prostitute, featuring Scott in a rare, questionably sexy drag character. Mm-hmm. We got Meet the Geralds. Bruce's Gerald has lost his touch. Mark's Gerald has an apprentice Dave and <laughs> wonders how much buildings weigh. <laughs> I'm English. Scott does a really long monologue that's a modified Manny Coon about people gotta learn to speak English, you know. <laughs> Lady is the Tramp too. The romancing continues. They get married. They get engaged. Painting a chair. The first appearance of Bruce's Gavin. Yay, Yay. Gavin. Those guys sure smoked. (laughs) (laughs) They sure smoked. We got the lack of trust blues where Kevin gets to do an elvishous man whore musical number. Bruce plays Texas long-suffering wife who seems a lot like a Kathy variation, maybe a (laughs) Kathy cousin. The reason your relationship is faltering because you don't trust me, baby. Making me wear my wedding ring. (laughs) Wedding ring, 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 ring. (laughs) Finally, we come back to Lady is a Tramp, part three, where Grandpa's not crying. Even the greatest romance experience is the fading of passion. Uh, Also has a bit role with Kevin as a geriatric wheelchair-bound pimp. So let's dive in with best kid, worst kid. This episode features kids in what I thought were different capacities than usual. We see Dave and Scott paired up in Lady is the Tramp three times, which, granted, Dave does his usual fish-out-of-water straight man, but we don't usually see them... Yeah. playing off each other. So I thought that yeah. was kind of neat. And we see Kevin and Bruce as an unlikely pairing in Lack of Trust Blues. And we get to see a musical number from Kevin, which we never see before. So, my dudes, what were your best and worst kids of the week? Oh, sweet baby Kevin. Um, yeah, there's there's a <laughs> lot of good performances this episode. Uh, in a move surprising nobody at all, though, I'm going to give my best kid award to Bruce this week, almost right. entirely on the strength of his first outing as Gavin. Uh, he was... He was also good in his other sketches, um, the losing it businessman, Lucy, the cheated on lady uh, in his bit with Kevin. Uh, But Gavin really took the cake. I mean, every single line he delivered was hilarious, Mm -hmm. both in the content and in the delivery. So uh, that was delightful. Uh, Worst kid this week, I'm going to give to Kevin, even though I, I liked both of his characters. He just had kind of smaller roles this week. And 
as much as I was excited to hear him singing, like his enunciation in singing was not great. And so it kind of muddled some of his lines and made it hard to follow and, and get all the gags. So, oh, yeah, no, as much as I praised him for it, I'm like, there's a reason. why. There's, you yeah, exactly. Much. He he definitely proved why that is the case. So um, so Kevin, unfortunately, worst boy, but it's not even worst boy. It's like most medium boy this yeah, week. Least yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Least, least best good boy. boy. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> enjoy seeing Kevin play an overly confident dirtbag in song no less yeah that was good which just like feels so out of the norm for him at least in what we've seen so far yeah like Mark Mark doesn't show up too much in this episode but is redeemed for his rare straight man in the Gavin sketch and his role in the businessman slump bit um if I were to sit on the fence I would give a joint tie to um Dave and Scott I don't think uh two other kids could have pulled off that sketch so perfectly and I like that you brought that up Stu that we don't actually I feel like yeah we don't actually see them kind of one-on-one in in many bits so that was that was quite good you kind of see where they can shine um but yeah I think Scott kind of definitely gets best uh, sketch with his uh, sex worker character mm. in Ladies a Tramp. Um, I don't think anyone really stunk it up, so no bad boys for me this episode. It's like no bad puppos, no bad, <laughs> no bad boys, just... <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah. Some of them only get 10 out of 10s instead of 13 out of 10 some yeah. weeks. <laughs> Dave, Dave and Scott are both amazing and the lady is, is a tramp. But I, I'm going to give it to Bruce just because he debuts Gavin. Yes. And I think Gavin's his second most recognizable character. But the first is Cabbage Head, who we hate. <laughs> so uh, this yep. is his mm. like most recognizable character that we tolerate or like. So uh, worst is going to go to Mark for me, though, because uh, I did not like the Gerald sketch, which Bruce was also Whoa. in. And huh. I yeah. I don't think that he really appears in very much other than that. So, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to mm. be Mark. I liked it. Huh. I'm, I'm with you on this one. I think Mark gets it by just virtue of absentia. Um, I disagree kind of because the Gerald sketch is not the best Gerald sketch they've done, but I think Mark has some pretty great lines yeah. in it, which we'll come to later. Like, I love when he just leans back <laughs> in the chair. It's, I think it's a great moment. Um, I do, I, like I said, I want to give props to Kevin for showing us something really different. Like, it's still that same manic Kevin energy, but it was so fun to touch my belly. Whoa, 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 one at a time. <laughs> 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 and I, that was just, I, I thought it was really fun, but I think you're totally right. Like, Gavin is, I would actually argue with you that I think Gavin is probably his most recognizable character. Like, maybe in seasons one and two, like, around contempt. Ah contemporaneously around the 90s, it was probably Cabbage Head because he had a head that was made of cabbage and that probably just blew people's minds. It won't yeah, it won't have come through the ages the way that Gavin may have. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, yeah, when, when they do live shows, they do Gavin sketches, yeah. but they don't do Cabbage yeah, Head, true. I think. So I, th- I think it's, it's got to be Bruce. It's yeah. such a good... It's such a good bit. And, like, as a debut, too, that is a fantastic oh, Gavin sketch. It is. Yes. It's very good. I didn't realize that was the first one. I know, me neither. That's the yeah. first one. So let's move on to segment two, which is our usual kids say the darndest fucking things. I didn't love this episode as a whole, honestly, but I feel like there were a lot of great moments in it. So let me hear your favorite line from the episodes, you guys. I actually really like this episode. And I, I yeah. know that that's because maybe we, we falter on whether you do or you don't like Ladies a Tramp. But there are some mm. great quotables. And there's actually a couple from the Gavin sketch that somehow I use without context in my everyday life, including onions is all I eat, much <laughs> to, the, to the confusion of everyone around me. Um, and I think, Stu, you're going to mention my favorite from the Businessman Slump sketch. But there's, or yeah, the Gerald sketch. Um, but there's uh, one <laughs> that caught me from Dave, who's playing the assistant. 
uh, and he says, I love business meetings. Aren't they something, huh? Us in our suits. I mean, don't we look great as a group of business guys, you know, <laughs> sitting around drinking coffee brought to us by somebody who's afraid of losing their job. Maybe someone grabs a pencil and gets it into their head to tap on a desk with it. Intercoms, memos, useless interjections. Hey, like this one, <laughs> boy. <laughs> Oh, see, that for me fell just on the other edge of uh, Dave points out that he is in a skit. I know, I know, but it was it was I, funny. I, I think that one worked. <laughs> I thought it worked, yeah. It, I, I chuckled. Mm, I don't know. I, I'm not saying it's it's the most egregious. It, 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 it elicited from me a sensible chuckle. It was something about like the way the way he just said a, as a group of business guys. Yeah, yeah, guys. I don't know, I don't know what it is. He's just yeah. excited to be part of the fraternity. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely true. Yes. Uh, so my favorite is going to be uh, from the last installment of Lady Is a Tramp. Uh, where the entire series had a lot of good Scott lines generally, but I, I, I like this kind of exchange where Dave's like, "Darling." Where are you, darling? Darling? Oh, there she is. <laughs> Happy 50th anniversary, my love. And Scott's like, shut up! My cake will fall, you shouting like that, you maniac! And he's like, I'm sorry, I have something for you in honor of our golden anniversary. This golden earrings, the big hoop kind you're so fond of. And she's like, what do you want? You want I should wear them? Oh, that that was that was nice. Um, I'm just going to say, Stu, that I'm mad at you for including this segment this episode because I feel like you're trolling or taunting me and you're just trying to convince me to reenact the entire Gavin's sketch verbatim. Um, <laughs> Oh, and, and for everyone's like context, like uh, we all went as Kids in the Hall characters for Halloween. Whoa, wait, we didn't go as Kids in the Hall characters. We went as the Unified Bruce yes. Theory. Yes, Unified Bruce Theory, and Hans was obviously Gavin. <laughs> we did. <laughs> did. Did not win best group costume. Nobody at all. likes us. <laughs> but yes, I did go as Gavin for Halloween um, because I, that is the Bruce that I am, and I love Gavin. He's great. Um, but I, I mean, I literally could take any line from yeah. that sketch uh, and I'd just be howling laughing. But I think my favorite of them all is the one that you alluded to earlier, where Gavin's talking about the local <coughs> kids who smoke and taught a dog to smoke, saying, yeah, well, it's true. And they taught him to beg for cigarettes door to door. So right away, when this poor little devil would ring your doorbell with his paws, you'd know right away what he wanted. <laughs> so you'd give him a cigarette and he'd take it back to these guys that waited by the fence to smoke and they didn't care who saw them smoke. These guys sure smoked. Which <laughs> 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 was just, I, uh, I just love it. Um, I also love, oh. it, it's like just the beginning to the line and the rest of the line isn't as funny, but where he just says, oh yeah, the government wanted me to tell you, which <laughs> is just... Such a thing yeah. that a kid would say. Yeah. Um, another one, though, in this episode that I feel like kind of flew under the radar because Kevin's lack of enunciation in his singing uh, made it hard to hear, but it made me laugh, was in the song where he's singing, Sometimes I think that you don't love me, baby. You don't trust me, baby. You're a mean, mistrusting lady. I don't know why I stay with you. <laughs> It could be because of your money, your big rich daddy's money, and the president's job he got me, and I don't have to work a lot. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is just very nice. I like that. I did like that sketch. I, uh, as I said, I didn't love Businessman Slump, but I love 
Mark's reply after Bruce's big confession that he's like lost his touch. He's like, no, Gerald, you know, just now I was watching your lips move, but really, I was thinking about what to eat for lunch, you know, and now <laughs> I'm looking out the window and I'm wondering, how much does that building weigh? And now I'm thinking, could I box a few rounds if I had to save my life, you know, take someone <laughs> to the mat? Now I'm thinking about having an affair with my secretary. I don't even know what she looks like. And just like, <laughs> and it's just. The trail of thought, yes. and like he's still pr- doing it in this, like, I'm an executive and my thoughts are important. And while he's saying, like, I yes, didn't hear yes. any of the things you said. Um, <laughs> I also, yeah, I, I was trying to bait Hans with this Gavin sketch because I love Gavin. And <laughs> it's so good. And I have a particular affinity for this one because when Kalina came to visit us earlier this year, she got really drunk and got mad at us for being like, you don't remember Gavin paints a chair? And she'll just be like, you guys sure smoked. And like kept, <laughs> kept yelling that at us, but I hadn't seen the episode yet. And I was like, Kalina, have you had a stroke? What's going on? <laughs> you guys sure smoked. And it's just like, I think about that line with such affection. I'm just like being baffled, but so amused. I loved it. Kalina's delivery of that line was so good, though, too. It was so good. It was just pert and just should be like, smoked, you guys. And we just get, like, increasingly agitated. Um, and kind of a throwaway line, because I didn't like the Scott's monologue, but he had a couple lines in it that I thought were just fantastic, where he's like, so I repeat it real slowly, you know, like I would to a dog. <laughs> oh, God. Which was just fantastic. And yes. then he has a line at the end where he's like, so I hit her. She overreacts. Dies. You know, Europeans. Yeah. Just like... Oh, oh, those Europeans, that, you know? That, that, that's so weird. I, I'm, I'm with you on Stu. I, I think I heard someone say that they really hated the English sketch, but I there was, I, I loved it. I, and those, those lines in particular really made it for me. I don't love it, but I think that no. personally, I feel like the joke is just that he's dumb. Like, that's... And I don't know if that's mm. funny. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think the format is kind of bad because it's very, like, theater school-y to me. It's like, here's a monologue. See, I think... I think it's it's making fun of it's making fun of the people that honestly hold that kind of opinion and who oh, yeah. who are like, why don't they speak English while struggling themselves with the English language? You know, like as he quite yeah. obviously did. Um, I, I don't know. I, I as as the intended target for that joke. No, I'm not the intended target, but like understanding who the intended target is made it, I think, funnier to me. Like it felt like a good skewering <laughs> to me. I liked it. I, I really like his facial expressions and mannerisms. Oh my God. His and ticks and his, his ticks, stammers and it, his halts. Like it's yeah. not the funniest sketch, but like I, I really enjoyed watching it. And there's something about him being like, you know how Europeans have that moral deficiency where they die. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Just, I thought that was kind of great. get into something a little heavier oh. get to segment three this made me feel weird so i know as a generation we are just the fucking worst for being critical i feel <laughs> it too it's hard to be excited about creation especially for something like comedy that relies so heavily on surprise and subversion when it feels like there's this expectation of appropriateness and having said that the ladies of tramp sketches kind of made me feel weird mm. and to be clear i don't think they're bad or evil or contemptible or anything but i would argue that the central and only gag at the core of these scenes is, isn't it funny that Dave's oblivious gentleman is treating a prostitute with respect? Which to <laughs> me is like, it's a classic fish-out-of-water premise. Premise! 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 <laughs> but it, it, there was something a little bit unsavory to me about it, and it's, it's, I'm positive it isn't enough to build an episode around, because it comes back three times, and I just got 
kind of tired of it. So, Millennials, assemble. <laughs> what do you think? Did this make you feel weird? It didn't make me feel weird, and I know I might lose my millennial credentials for saying it and get called out for... You'll lose your participation trophy. Yeah. <laughs> for somehow being sex worker negative or something, but I'm not. And, uh, like, I feel like the actual, like, comedy here rests on, like, kind of two two elements at play, which is, like, first of all, that Dave just completely misunderstands the relationship of his, like, like the nature of his relationship with Scott's character. And, like, B, that Scott's character spends almost her entire lifetime with Dave's character, like, has grandkids <laughs> with him and everything, but still considers him a client the entire time, keeps calling him a freak, and at the end has, like, a giant running bill that she's been keeping. Um, so that that is what makes it funny to me. But also, I think that it's sort of supposed to be... I'm not sure if it's, like, a, like an attack on it exactly, but, like, a Pretty mm. Woman came out the year that this sketch came out. Uh, it remains the most successful romantic comedy of all times. And on like, what basis is that? <laughs> I'm just curious about that. No, in terms of dollars, I think it, <laughs> oh, it really? has... In terms yeah. of money, yeah. Um, it's just slightly ahead of my big, fat Greek wedding. Oh, weird. Um, it's, yeah, it's... I thought I was going to catch you out on that one, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, of course I did, yeah, no. Uh, my Pretty Woman... It was it was it was the third biggest movie of this year and for a romantic comedy was like amazingly successful um and uh mm. it was like this kind of inescapable cultural force that at the end of the mm, day yes. is kind of a toxic weird yuppie like white knight savior fantasy um and I think that this entire sketch is attacking it. Yeah, I, you're you're probably right in some sense on that. I I will agree with you. Uh, Trevor and I for the fans listening at home are what we would call elder millennials. <laughs> um and uh so we we remember pretty women and things like that. Um but but this one also didn't really make me feel too weird. Um I think you're right that it is poking fun at pretty women a little bit too and I, I kind of get the sense that it's playing out the same circumstances as they feel they're more likely to play out. Like you, it, this, you know, taking someone home and, and buying them a meal and stuff doesn't just magically, you know, remove the, the conditions or the, the situation that led them to sex work. So like, I kind of, I, I kind of appreciate that, uh, framing maybe. Um, but really more than anything, uh, what made me feel weird about this sketch was just the lack of a happy ending. Um, <laughs> this one, it, it really, this one really reminded me of that triptych of uh, street toughs sketches <laughs> from season one, where they fall around Dave for his whole life only to mourn him when he dies. And I kind of was hoping this one would go the same way. Like, it, I don't know how to describe it, but most of my notes for all three of these say that like, oh, it feels cute. <laughs> in like a weird way. I don't, I can't quite explain it, but I was looking forward to their having their happily ever after moment. So when Scott just up and abandons the family to go back to life on the streets, it made me sad and no amount of Kevin hamming it up in a wheelchair could, could bring it back for me. I want to jump in real quickly because you guys made the comparison to Pretty Woman, which I, I think it's kind of funny that you guys are criticizing Pretty Woman for being too white nighty, which is the opposite of, like, I, I think it's... My issue with this sketch that kind of tripped me off is, like, Scott's prostitute has no humanity to her. Whereas in Pretty Woman, it, like, it shows that she suffers and, people, you know, she's prejudiced against when she goes to the stores to try to shop for herself and they won't take her. Whereas it's like, Scott is it the only character is, like, she's constantly vulgar and thinking about sex work and Dave is completely oblivious. You know, like, she's not really a person in this sketch. She is... No, but, but no, but I, I feel like that's, like... 
I don't know if we're, I know, I know we're obviously always doing this. We're breaking things down more than they ever intended us to do. (laughs) Yes. Um, Hey, you know what makes comedy funny? When you get into the real details of every aspect of it and examine them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sociology. But there, but there's something about like her kind of being this, like she does her own shit attitude. You know what I mean? Like the fact that she isn't kind of this like withering, wilting young woman, like she knows what she's doing. He's just not paying attention. And I do feel like this actually does hold up by today's standards. There's like something that rings as progressive in turning the tables on that pretty like woman trope of like rich or fine man shows an uneducated woman the ropes. (laughs) Like he's just not listening. She's like telling him very clearly, you know, that like (laughs) Stu, Stu, did we just uncover that you like pretty woman a lot and are taking offense? Oh, you're about to get so roasted. Oh no! (laughs) (laughs) Are you kidding me? I love I love romantic comedies. I have an encyclopedic like knowledge of a a bizarre amount. (laughs) So, Stu, did this make you feel weird because? It's making fun of Pretty Woman. I actually didn't clock that when I watched it the first time. Mm. It just made me feel kind of weird because I I felt like it was punching down a little bit. Mm. Um, Can I just point out that something else that made me feel weird about this sketch, but like in a funny way, was uh, the gross moment where they're in the restaurant and Dave asks her to marry him and she thinks that he's asking for a hand job under the table and she just starts squirting out a tube of lube onto a gloved hand and like onto the both sides of the gloved hand, which is weird. And then Dave takes the gloved hand and kisses it and gets like lube on his chin. And it's just gross. Did anyone else? I thought, I thought that was, um, how to, how to put this romantically. <laughs> I thought that was for some anal play. Not <laughs> for a hand job. But, um, Wait, did you say put that romantically, some romantic anal play in a restaurant? <laughs> Well, I, I thought, like, why else do you have a glove, and why else are you putting lube on both sides? Anyway, sorry, God, I uh, this is embarrassing. Um, <laughs> talk about talk about digging into the details too deeply here. <laughs> oh God. Um, anyway, so but yeah, like I, what I just loved about this is that they're just living in completely different worlds. Like she's yeah. talking about condoms as raincoats. <laughs> yeah, and like you said, like when he asked to marry her, she just says like, "Whatever you want, freak. You pay the piper. You can pick the tunes." And the fact that he. <laughs> doesn't clock that like I think the joke is so much on him and not on her like he's just an idiot (laughs) yeah that's true I will say I do like the the line at the third part of that scene where it's old Dave on the phone after Scott leaves it's like oh hello little Tracy no grandma's not here right now no I don't know when she'll be back what's that no of course grandpa's not crying I just have a bit (laughs) of a cold So before we go, let's choose our standout sketch and worst sketch based on how good and bad the episode was. Let's give it a rating out of five. This was kind of a middle-of-the-road tapioca episode for me in that I'm happy to have it if the alternative is starving, but I would never order this from a restaurant. The Lady in a Trap sketches are all pretty one-note, like I said, and they're like half the episode. I think the worst is the is the Gerald sketch. Um, what do you guys think? That you're wrong. How are you feeling? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have to I have to give worse to the English sketch with which yes like does hold up a mirror to a lot of the racism that still persists today, but it just isn't funny. So one out of five flat monologues from me. I love Lady and Tramp, but because it shows up next to Gavin, it's edged out by that onion eating little scamp. So um, four <laughs> out of five skeleton coyotes for Gavin. Onion eating little scamp is such a great <laughs> name for someone. I'm I'm changing your name in the group chat right now. <laughs> I was about to say. Please 
please change Kalina's nickname in the group chat to Onion Eating Scamp. <laughs> Onion Eating Little Scamp, yeah. As opposed to what it what was it what is it currently? Okay. Uh, uh, Kevin's mom. Kevin's mom, that's right. Kevin's mom. <laughs> uh, I, I would also defend Lady in the Tramp the Hilt, but uh, Gavin wins Betch sketch for me with uh, four guys who don't care who saw them smoke out of five. <laughs> Those four guys sure smoked. Uh, they sure smoked. But I want to I wanna actually give props to Singing Cheater as well. Uh, like gets honorable mention. And, like, was Yay. Kevin a closet rockabilly? Like, Oh, he I kind of plays that kind of character a couple times. I believe it. Like, yeah. Where else? Um, he because he does Buddy Holly yeah. and stuff too. I'm just I'm just spitballing oh, here. I'm uh, fucking Buddy Holly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doesn't he play Elvis in the If Elvis Was My Landlord? Yes, he does. Uh, yeah, I think that's too? right. Yeah, no. Yeah. I think wow. maybe Kevin was actually a rockabilly. Interesting. I, I Interesting. He's, he's Interesting. Guy. Something we should ask him once Kevin we have him on the show. Kevin and or Paul Myers, perhaps. if you're listening, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I bet you Kevin had, Kevin! had a girlfriend with <laughs> Betty Page bangs, and he used to go out to uh, shops to get uh, shakes all the time, and he <laughs> liked jukeboxes. I bet he had a jukebox. They used they used to drink shakes a single shake with two straws together at the old pop shop. Yeah, yeah, but then like five donuts on the side. We know yeah. about Kevin's secrets. <laughs> Hans, what were your favorites, man? Um, yeah, I mean Gavin, obviously. Uh, all of us are good and right thinking people to have chosen it as the best <laughs> sketch. It's obvious. Yeah. Um, I do. I want to give an honorable mention to English, which I found hilarious, and I know that the you know there's some disagreement here, um, and some of you are wrong, but I just thought that Scott's expressions and his weird delivery of halts and stutters was just so absurd and perfect. Uh, and I'm with you on this one. In any other episode. Yeah, in any other episode, I think it might have taken tops for me, but it, it, you know, it's next to Gavin, so obviously Gavin wins. And as far as the worst sketch, I just didn't have one. I mean, all the others um, were all pretty, like you know, steady. So, so no, no worst sketch. And it's so heavy on the lady as a tramp too. Like, there's nothing really stands out. At, like, there, there isn't really the space to have a real stinker. If I had, if I had to give a worst sketch, I would give it to the last segment of of Lady as a Tramp, only because I was mad. Only because I was mad it didn't have a happy ending. I Aww. wanted, I wanted, I wanted them to take that oh, misunderstanding you, to their graves. Who's but, the soft rom com boy now? Yeah. You're <laughs> but it had the gold <laughs> earrings with the hoops. Hoops. The hoops kind. All right, kids, that's it for our episode seven review. Let's join us next week for episode eight, which will be hosted by the wonderful Kalina. In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter at Kith and Tell Pod. Weigh in on your favorite sketches, send us gifts, yell at Hans. Ooh, thank you for listening to Kith and Tell. Everyone say bye. 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 I ate an onion. <laughs>